For Spurs fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Tottenham videos and podcasts, download the free Coys app now from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Come On You Spurs podcast. My name's Dan Tracy and I'll be your host for the next 45 minutes or so as we talk all things Tottenham. Because win or lose, we'll discuss the news. Now, apologies for the delay this week, but, you know, some things are worth waiting for. And it's fair to say we're going to have quite the episode this week. So, not only have we got a full house, but it means that I'm first up joined by Cole. So, Cole, thanks for surviving the international break. Yeah, cheers, mate. It was uh, it came at a good time for us, didn't it? It was a relief to not have to kind of worry about a Spurs performance for a, at least a weekend. Um, but then, obviously, we come back and, obviously, it's all gone, uh, it's all gone mental. It has gone absolutely mental. So... With Cole in the fold, I'm also joined by James. James, how have you been since we last spoke? Yeah, it's all been a little bit crazy, hasn't it, mate? But uh, hopefully we'll be able to pick through all the listeners' questions and uh, and get some good opinions tonight. Absolutely. Well, we did promise to have a certain someone back on the show. Although, in fairness, I didn't expect him quite so soon. Once again, we unleash Sava on the world. So, Sava, it's only been a fortnight since we last spoke, but how have you been? I'm really good, mate. I'm really good. It's been uh, been a whirlwind 24 hours. thought it was going to be a bit quiet coming back from the international break, but uh, not to be. Right, OK. Let's get the social media bits out of the way first so we can dissect sackings and more in full. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the Come On You Spurs app, where the podcast will be available each and every Tuesday morning, although this time it's going to be Thursday. You can follow us across social media. We're on Twitter at C-O-Y-S underscore C-O-M. While we're also on all the major audio platforms, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc, etc. Right then, let's get down to business. And that business, well, there's only one thing we can talk about. So first up, I want to get a reading of the room. Can I get a sense of just how, you know, you've taken in this whirlwind 24 hours? So let's look at it purely from a sacking point of view first. So don't mention Mourinho just yet. Cole, what has your take been on the sacking? Well, I think, to be honest, it, it, it kind of always felt like it was a matter of time um, at some point, didn't it, in the next few weeks. You know, we kind of, after that Sheffield United result, you kind of thought, mm, you know, could, could they make a move in the international break? Um, as, that, as that seemed to go on, you kind of felt, well, obviously they're not going to. Um, and we obviously see what happens at West Ham at the weekend. But me personally, I kind of felt if there was a negative result on the weekend at West Ham, I felt the trigger would be pulled after that game. Um, so if I'm honest with you, it, I felt it was coming. I think a lot of us probably felt it was coming at some point. Um, so I wasn't overly surprised, if you like. I'm not kind of like overly shocked. I don't think this has come out of, you know, out of nowhere and we're all sitting here tonight thinking, wow, we can't believe this has happened. I think it's been brewing. Um, but, the, the uh, if you like, it, there is still that slight tinge of sadness that it has finally come because I think we all, you know, there's a little bit of us and I reckon even Sava probably feels we would have loved it to have worked under Poch. Um, and he would have been the man to start suddenly bringing a success. But this season has shown that, you know, something's clearly not right. Um, it, it looked like the time had come. Um, so, yeah, so, so not overly shocked, if you like, when, when, when it happened. And James, what's your stance on the sacking of Pochettino? When it comes to the, to the actual sacking, mate, I'm, I'm absolutely devastated, actually. Um, uh, uh, this this is a guy who's, who's transformed our club in a way that I've never seen a manager do so. Um, he's he's given me some of the best memories of my life, let alone best memories as a Spurs fan. And uh, my first reaction was one of of, of real disappointment. Um, and then when when I thought more into it, and then obviously with the appointing uh, and whatnot, just more confusion than anything really. Um, I, I, where where to go from here? What stance we're going to take from here? Whether we're going to change our stance and and if we are going to change our stance on things like transfer <laughs> policy, why didn't we do that in the first place? Um, but, you know, it's it's really disappointing for me. But uh, first and foremost, you've got to put the, put the club first. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to support whoever's at the helm. So so that, that's how we're going to continue. And Sava, are you taking a slightly different viewpoint to the first two? Yeah, I think, I think it was probably about three or four months too late. Um, I, I I completely disagree with with everything James said there. I, I respect it. I think he had a had a really good four years. Um, I think that you know he had a bit of luck in terms of lots of other clubs are going through a transitional period. 
um, whilst our best eleven was was our best eleven, and in in their pomp, he he was getting good football, good results. As soon as questions were asked of him, he he was coming up short of answers. And unfortunately, you can't have a ten months like he's had and survive in football. Um, so I'm sure that the multi-million pound payoff will keep him warm at night. Well, I'm sure there'll be potential suitors lining up to take him on. But first, we need to talk about the sub, the person who's taken on the role from Pochettino. And that, of course, is Jose Mourinho. So, Cole, what's your take on our new manager? Yeah, this is going to be a really interesting ride for us now, isn't it? Because, you know, you can't not look past the guy's CV and say that, you know, we've brought in somebody who is a winner, um, who has got that ambition and drive. Um, knows what it takes to get a team over the line, whether that's doing it ugly, um, whether that's winning games comfortably. Um, and I think, you know, if you if if we can suddenly find that we get that spark of Mourinho that was kind of there when he first came to the Premier League and obviously, you know, following that at Madrid and Inter Milan, then you've got probably one of the best managers in world football at the helm. And if he can reproduce that kind of magic, then we should be in for a good ride. There is the fear, obviously, that yes, you know, his last stints at Chelsea and United didn't end the way you'd want to see with lots of falling outs with people. But I think this time out of football has made him look at himself a little bit and the way he manages. And I think we'll see that old Mourinho come back. Um, and I'll tell you now, if that does, then we, we we should be in for hopefully winning some trophies and possibly, you know, bloody in the nose of City and Liverpool if if we get it right. The, the, the worry there is that we need to make sure that obviously, you know, again, it's OK having the right manager. We've just got to make sure that the board and this, I think, is probably the fear that everybody has is that it's great getting a good manager. But now we need to see the board finally back someone properly and do it the right way. Um, and that's still obviously the fear is if they'll do that or they'll still try to get champagne football on lemonade money. Very good phrase, Carl. I like that one. James, what's your take on Mourinho? Because I know you were sort of saying that you'll back whoever comes in. You know, obviously, you know, you've got to get behind the club and all that. But I get the feeling from what you said before, you're not necessarily pro Mourinho, are you? No, not at all, mate. He's, he's, he's never been my cup of tea um, in terms of footballing style or in terms of the man himself. Uh, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, come on the podcast and, and just because he's got a Tottenham crest on um, pretend that, that all that has changed. You know, I, I, I think he's... He's a difficult person to warn to, especially with his history. Um, and, and we all know that he doesn't play the most exciting football. Um, that said, I, I feel like he might be um, one of those that is great when he's yours, um, if you know what I mean. You know, when he's someone at another club, you're thinking, oh, he's, he's arrogant, he's, he's an arse. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who say that to me about someone like Deli Ali. But you know he's he's in our team. He's wearing our crest. He's doing it for our good. Then it might you know it, it might change my opinion of him. Um, in terms of the footballing style, if it if it wins us something, great. But you know, it's it's one of those, mate. I think in in the long term, in the long term, I don't think it'll be. I think it'll give us a good kick up the arse for for the rest of this season, uh, which is obviously what we need. Um, I'm, I'm obviously I'm very I'm very pro Pochettino, but uh, you know sometimes it's out of your hands. It's completely out of my hands, and the, the, whether I like it or not, the new manager of Tottenham Hotspur is Jose Mourinho, and that means I'm going to get behind him. You know, there's, there's there's no one man who's bigger than the club. He, even he, you know, even though I do love Poch, he's he's, he's not going to. You know, I don't love him more than I love Tottenham. So um, I'll get behind Mourinho to, to the bitter end, just as I did with Pochettino. And Sava, from your point of view, does Mourinho coming in, does that allow us to now foster a winning mentality at the club? Absolutely. He's he's a winner. Um, first and foremost, uh, I, my hope is that he comes in and not only changes the, the ethos of the club and the players, but he actually changes the mindset of fans. Um, you know, at the moment, we you know, with Pochettino, I feel like we had we had a Tesco. And with with Mourinho, we've got Marks and Spencers. You know, we're we're, we're going big now. Um, I, I I felt a lot of the love for for for, for Pochettino from what I've seen over the last few days and the last well the last sort of two three years 
has been very much that he's a nice guy and, you know, he works hard and, you know, he's friends with all the players. But unfortunately, that doesn't deliver. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about his style of football. Um, but having watched us play for the last two years, I, it can't be any worse. So I think he brings that winning mentality. I think he also, players will look at him when he walks into the dressing room and think, yeah, there's a guy that's been there, seen it and done it. And also players coming into the club, you know, I think the, the likes of, uh, I mean, there's names being banded around, you know, the likes of Edinson Cavani and Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Gareth Bale. I think they'll look at, they'll look at Mourinho and think, yeah, we want to play for that guy. And I'm not sure they would have with Pochettino. So I think it's a great appointment all round. I'll stay with you, Sava, because they say that you can't put a price on success, but, you know, £15 million a year might just be that value. So if Mourinho does bring silverware to the club, will Daniel Levy feel that, you know, that tag that is, you know, the salary that will come with it will be justified? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, from a football fan's point of view, we talk a lot about money. But, you know, when when these people are as rich as they are, 15 million to Daniel Levy and to Enoch and Joe Lewis or whoever's paying it isn't really that much. I know that sounds crazy, but if he delivers a trophy, not one fan is going to think, oh, my God, well, Mourinho's on 15 million a year. They're going to think, thank God, this is the first trophy we've won in 12, 13 years. Um I, I just hope that Spurs fans aren't now suddenly expecting him to win a trophy this season because that, for me, is not the aim this season now. Um, yes, maybe a good FA Cup run, but there's a lot of work that he's got to get stuck into. So, um, in, in answering your question, I think £15 million will be well well spent if if he can win something. It's the price of, a, of, of an Akudu. So... Well, yeah. yeah. When you put it like that, it might be great value. But James, <laughs> I'll come back to you. Parking the bus has been the sort of the joke, the meme that's sort of cropped up in these last twenty-four hours. Is that something that Spurs fans have to be worried about, or is pragmatism something that we're missing, especially this season when you look at us from a defensive point of view? Well, I mean, it, it, there's a difference between us parking the bus and us us start sorting our defence out, you know. And, and if Mourinho surely has, has watched us this season, he knows that the first thing he needs to do is come in and sort our defence out and. And if he does that by by parking the bus, so to speak, then I suppose it's a good place to start. You know, it's it's a good place for us to to build upon. Um, that said, I, I don't, I really don't. You know, I talk about football in style. I hope we don't go too too far down that line of parking the bus, etc. I think, you know, I think it's it's a meme, it's a joke that's been taken a little bit too far. I don't, I don't think his his style of football is is that defensive but I also don't think it is is you know we talk about the Tottenham way and uh, Savvy I know you're gonna you know you're gonna say that's a very philosophical way of looking at things it's a very fluffy way of looking at things but you know I I, I like to enjoy our football I like Tottenham being one of these free-flowing play, uh, te- teams in the league but you know it's it's one of those is what's more important the results or enjoying watching your team um, I, obviously Mourinho has to sort the defense out whatever coach was going to come in or or, or even if Pochettino had stayed the, the, the first thing we need to sort out was our defence because we're leaking stupid goals and uh, and we're never going to win games if that's the case but you know I just I just hope it doesn't get too drastic and, and I hope we don't become um, a laughing stock really Sava I'm going to ask you about the right way in a moment but I'm just going to come back to Cole so Cole obviously Pochettino the tenure has ended how will this season impact on the legacy that he leaves behind at the club yeah, well, I think, you know, obviously it, it, it'll, it'll sour it slightly, um, <clears throat> a little bit <clears throat> in some people's view. But I think, you know, Poch will always be looked at fondly by most of us, I believe, because for me, you know, he has done some really good things. He has given us some good football. We have, you know, enjoyed, you know, that last season at the lane and unbeaten and everything like that. And at times we were playing some really good football. So, so listen, you know, there is some respect to be put on the guy's name. He did do a really good job. I think we all know, you know, we could sit here all night and talk about, you know, he was doing it, you know, against, you know, with one hand tied behind his back. And, you know, maybe if he had been backed a little bit more by the board at certain points when we were in strong positions, who knows where we could have got to and what we could have achieved under him. Um, 
But at the same point, you know, the guy did make mistakes and didn't help himself a lot of the time during his reign with certain things. You know, I put a tweet out there the other day saying that, you know, I still think if he could go back in time tomorrow, that hole I could leave if we win the Champions League. He was, must massively regret that because I think that's when kind of the rot and everything started to set in and the players' mentality possibly turned because it's for me that doesn't send the right message. Um, and I think that was a massive mistake on his part, disrespecting the domestic trophies. You know, there's, there's three things you can win a season, and quite often we realistically weren't going to win the title. So those other two trophies were your key priorities, and he happily kind of threw them under the bus and, and kind of didn't want to know about them. Um, and first of all, you've got to start winning some things before you kind of disrespect certain competitions. So, you know... He will look to be upon fondly. I still say, you know, he's not the best manager I've seen in my lifetime at the club. You know, I was quite surprised last night watching Sky Sports News, hearing supporters around my age and even older saying he's the best manager we've had since Bill Nick. Um, because for me, if those people were forgetting a certain Keith Birkinshaw in the 80s, who not only got us promoted, uh, won us two FA Cups and a UEFA Cup, and nearly brought us the league title in 85 as well, um, for me, Poch doesn't come above him in, in any possible way. Um, a good manager, you know, I think people are also kind of, you know, forgetting that they almost are making out like Poch brought us from this team that were, you know, bottom of the table side and suddenly turned us into this Champions League team. Well, we were slightly most of the way there when Poch came in. So Poch didn't pick this team up from the floor necessarily. You know, he had a good starting base when he joined us. He's done a good job. But then at the same time as well, his reign will ultimately be judged upon. His success was keeping us in the Champions League. Well, that isn't really successive who, if you want to be harsh, is it? You know, Champions League football. Success is winning things. And ultimately, Poch didn't deliver that. And, and he had the squad where he could have quite happily delivered trophies and Champions League football. And that leads me perfectly onto my next question for James. So, James, that legacy is one that allowed the club to massively punch above their weight. However, the failure to land a knockout blow, which for all intents and purposes is a trophy, is that going to be his absolute downfall? Yeah, I think it's it's what a lot of a lot of people are obviously saying is is that it's all well and good, but what are you going to look back at in in twenty years? You know, what are you going to show the grandkids if you've got no winners' medals, you've got no trophies to, to show them? Um, f for me, I, I think that the Pochettino you know, he he did he did a lot more than you know that people are giving him credit for. You know, Carl, you've obviously saw you've you've seen a lot more Spurs managers than I have. Um, it, it, he was. If you look at the list of Spurs managers I've seen, though, Pochettino, you know, he comes far and away top of that list in terms of, um, in terms of the, the football we were playing, in terms of the level we were playing. Um, you know, you, you can argue that under, under Redknapp, we, you know, we were we were nearly there, but under Redknapp, we were just the the plucky, you know, one-off team in the Champions League that had had that, you know, that one-off run that was. You know, no one was expecting out of us. But under Pochettino, we, you know, we became this standard top four club. This 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 team that everyone expects to see doing well in in Europe and expects to see doing well in in the Champions League. So, uh, you know, e even though we never quite got over the line and and won a trophy, I think Pochettino has given me and has given a lot of Spurs fans something that that you know I can't replace. You know, look at look at last season alone. Is is uh, you know a, a run to the League Cup final um, and a win in the League Cup? You know, is that is is that the same as what we had last year? No, not at all. I think I think last year was as good as winning a trophy for me. The the, the memories that I, I was given by that Champions League run are, are going to stick with me forever. Just like just like winning a trophy would, if if not more. So um, I think Pochettino's legacy is is going to go down in history, and and he's always going to be looked on as. As maybe unlucky not to have, you know, not to have been backed just a little bit more, um, and given given that just a little bit more back in the transfer market, you know, given a few more players just to bolster the squad out, and and that would have got us over the line. Uh, but you know, it, it's one of those. It's like a breakup. You know, you've got to look back at the happy times, and you know, just just to clarify, clarify my my own posi uh, position on on the sacking and on and on. 
uh, and everything around it. You know, I, if if it was down to me, if it was my personal preference, I'd I'd be giving Pochettino more time. I'd be giving Pochettino the the funds and the you know I'd be giving him the summer. I'd be giving him the the chance to rebuild this squad in the way that he built us when he first came in. You know, trimming the deadwood, getting rid of the players that he doesn't want. Uh, and getting in the players that he does want, giving complete control and giving giving the backing. Unfortunately, it's not down to me. You know, it, it never will be down to me. And and therefore, this decision has been made. Pochettino is gone, and Jose Mourinho is our new manager. And even though I've I've, I've previously said I don't like Mourinho, he's, he's he's not you know he's not my cup of tea. He's now the Tottenham Hotspur manager, and and that means that means more to me than than anything that's that has, that's gone in in the past. So. So you know, for for all intensive purposes, I, I'm completely pro Mourinho in that respect because I'll get behind anyone who's in that seat. Okay, Sava. So we talk about playing football in the right way, and as noble as that is, it didn't deliver a trophy under Pochettino. So as a club, are we now at the point where we have to stop worrying about projects in the future? Say, if we appointed someone like Eddie Howe or Julian Nagelsmann, and be a club that actually lives in the moment. The former didn't land the ultimate prize, so why not have a change of approach? <laughs> Yeah, interesting choice of words there, Dan. Um, I mean, I, I, I've often gone on and criticised the, the project because I think it's a load of nonsense, to be honest with you. I don't think there was a project in place. Um, if there had been a project in place, um, you know, you would have seen evolution, you would have seen change, but but we didn't. Um, <laughs> there, there's this big stigma that we played great football under Poch for, for years and years and years, but when you actually look at it, last season the football was dreadful. The season before was okay. The two seasons before that were brilliant, and the first season was was poor. So I, I think there's a. I think a lot of people are getting carried away from a Champions League run and from the last year at the Lane. Um, and j- just to cover some points that that James mentioned there, and you know, I completely respect your opinions, James. But again, it just all sounds too familiar as Spurs fans that we're. It's all from the heart. Uh, you know, and it seems like we don't want to do anything with our heads. And then the moment Daniel Levy, who I'm one of his biggest critics, the moment he does something with his head and says, hang on, we're, we're sinking here. And this manager has taken us into the bottom, the bottom six and I need a winner. Then he gets criticised for that. So for me, we've got to stop worrying about projects. We've got to stop worrying about this brand of football that's been non-existent for the last few years anyway, and just get a winning ethos back. Um, you, you know, if I can just add on a bit about, just to come back on something that, that James has said there in terms of um, what Poch built. I've, I've always had this issue with people who say that Poch built this team and Poch built this side and squad because six, maybe seven or eight of, of the the big 11, so to speak, they were here when he got here. He padded it out well with a few players, but... Since they've gone, you know, obviously since Rose has uh, has declined, since Walker's gone, you know, Loris has got a bit older. Vertonghen, who was here before, you know, Ericsson's declined. He was already here. Kane was already here. Um, Dembele at the time was here. What it seems to me is once those players started to decline, he didn't really have any other way of playing because he relied on them so much. So I, I suppose to answer your question... I don't believe in projects. I believe we just need to instill a winning mentality and get the best out of what we've got. And Poch hasn't been able to do that for a year. OK, right. So now I know the lie of the land. It's time for some listeners' questions. I think that's pretty much the first half done. So let's use the rest of the show for listeners' questions. And there are a lot of them. So thanks to everyone who sent them in. Here goes. First up, at Kiwi Abroad 1976 has offered three questions. So you can have one each. Cole, I'll ask you this one. With Mourinho now installed at the club, is Champions League next season a guarantee or is that gap going to be too much ground to pull back? No, I, I don't think we can sit there and just say because Joe says coming this season that Champions League is guaranteed. You know, we're, we're way off the pace at the moment. Um, and let's face it, you know, he's not going to be able to come in and just wave a magic wand and suddenly we're picking up wins left, right and centre and we just move up the table and by the end of the season it's all sorted. You know, there's still going to need changes. We still need some new faces in January. Um, and there is still, if you like, a little bit of a rebuild to be done. So I think 
the main aim this year will be that if we can see an improvement and he can suddenly get us up the table and, you know, we can suddenly see that things are going in the right direction. And like the guys said, you know, if we can maybe, you know, get out of the groups and maybe, you know, have a decent Champions League run and maybe a decent FA Cup run, you know, for me, I believe that we've got a squad and if he gets it right, we could even win an FA Cup this season under him. Um, but I think, you know, the main aim is get him in now, let him, you know, start sorting out what he needs to. Um, but I don't think we can say that we'll get definitely get Champions League. You know, I think that is expecting too much. I think there's absolutely no reason why we can't win the FA Cup this season. You know, definitely, definitely. Yeah. You know, uh, for me, I think you know if he if he could come in, you know, I would sit there and say oh, there's no reason why he can't suddenly start getting results in the league, um, and we could have a decent Champions League run. And we, you know, why why not win the FA Cup? You know, there is still a decent squad there fundamentally. We just need someone to come in, instill a bit more, you know, the dark arts and a bit more of a winning mentality. Get them playing the right right way and yeah there's no reason why we couldn't win an FA Cup and say suddenly finish fifth or sixth in the league and then you'd sit there and go well that's a good start and things are moving in the right direction. So James we've also got a new man at the helm does that mean that you could see Christian Eriksen staying at the club or is that you know is that ship sailed? I think we're a massive fork in the road when it comes to Eriksen here it's, it is it, you know it's either going to go one or two ways he's not there's no way he's going to continue in the same way that he's he's started the season, there's no way he's going to be kind of a bit part player starting some games and start and not starting some of the other games. I think he's either going to be in that team, in that squad. He's going to be one of Mourinho's main players, or or Jose is going to just cut ties and and say right, that's it, that ship sailed, and it's time for you to go in January. Um, that completely depends on how how Ericsson comes back from the international break. How his first few performances on the Jose go, how we how we trained, um, but for me, it's it's not past the point of no return with Ericsson. I think there's certainly there's still a player in there. It's just getting that player out of him, you know. Whether it's changing up his position, maybe it's you know making him the main man in the team, giving him that free role in midfield, uh, even pulling him out wide. Or you know what I wanted to see was us playing with that fluid three and behind Harry Kane again. Maybe you know that might work for Ericsson. Um, Poch couldn't find the answer to it. Maybe Jose will, uh, and, and you know it's whether Eriksson has made his mind up too. Whether whether the, you know a point of Mourinho means that Tottenham are a different club in his eyes, and and, and you know he, he wants to start again, he wants to try again, or you know it, maybe Jose's already made his mind up. It, it's it's an impossible one to answer, mate. But uh, for all intents and purposes, I I hope that he you know he, he does go from the start, he does kick start again, and I hope that that he uh, he comes good for the rest of the season. Well, Sava, will Mourinho have any say in the title race? Or, you know, is that wishful thinking? Do we need just to focus on what we're doing and not necessarily worry about the teams above us? Yeah, I mean, if we're talking this year, let, let, let's let's stop. I mean, how many points are we off the top at the moment? Oh, I, I couldn't, think couldn't even say. Too many. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think we're about seven or eight wins. So if Liverpool drop the next seven and we win the next seven, you never know. But... Um, no, he's not going to have a say in the title race this season. Um, whether or not he does next season, look, it's down to many factors, isn't it? Is he backed? To the players he brings in, do they make an immediate impact? Does he get Toby and Yam playing for the club again? As as um, James said that I agree with, you know, there is a player there in Ericsson. Can he get hit the best out of him? Uh, can he get the best out of Rose? Will all these players sign contracts now he's there? So, you know, there's lots of question marks, but def definitely not for this season. Uh, you know, even even the most optimistic of fam surely can't think we're going to challenge for a title this season. Yeah, I'd have to say that is very wishful thinking. So, Carl, our good friend Drew Pels, he asks, does Mourinho make it to the end of the season? And do you envision him being in charge for the 2021 campaign? I mean, surely the crash and burn, <laughs> the crash and burn cycle can't be that quick, can it? Yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, some people say short term, but I don't believe he's even that short term. Wow, you know, that that would be something special that goes on there to uh, for that to happen. No, he'll be around, won't he? Um, you know, we've got at least three seasons of him, let's put it this way. Um, and for me, if those three seasons bring around a few FA Cups, League Cups, and maybe, you know, even a title, and then he goes, then I'll quite happily put up with that, to be honest with you, Dan. Do you know what? I'd be exactly the same. I know it might not be the most easy on the eye football but I think why not just give it a go you know I'll, I'll be honest with you Dan if you told me next season we'd win 
38 games 1-0. I'll snap your hand off right now for that. But <laughs> in, in all seriousness, though, is this not, I guess, a measure of Tottenham's stature now that we are getting Jose Mourinho as our manager? Because if you just said that five years ago, I know it's all about when he can be available and all that, but surely that must be a mark of the measure of where we've become. I know, you know, that ultimately doesn't win you trophies on the on the playing field, but even that in itself, to get Mourinho is quite the achievement, do you not think? Well, I think we've said before, haven't we, we want to see some ambition. And, and I think this is a move where you can actually say that, in my opinion, the board have actually showed some ambition and gone out and probably got what, on paper, looks like the, one of the best managers in world football. So, you know, you kind of have to applaud them for the fact that they haven't gone out and hired Eddie Howe, what could just be the next yes man in line and someone who towed a party line when needs to be. They've gone out and made a bold call. And on paper, you've got them one of the most successful managers in world football. So you can only be happy with that, can't you? Absolutely. I mean... I envisaged if we had Nagelsmann in charge, it would be AVB 2.0, where you've already got a squad in disharmony and he's a young coach and does he really have that authority and respect and all that? And I just think, you know, the capture that we've got, I think, should be celebrated. I know it's not going to be universally celebrated, but I think having to name a manager, I think it's the best one we could have named. And James, that leads me on to the next question. Do you see this appointment as a change in transfer policy and ambition on the field or... A clever move to increase Spurs' profile even further, you know, on a worldwide scale, so that can then attract new bidders for the club to then be bought out for big, big money. Oh, God, mate. When I read this one on Twitter, I thought, God, I hope I don't get that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. Um, but no, I, 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 I'd love to think that it's the first one. I'd love to think that it is going to, you know, we are going to see a change in the policy. Um, you know, and if, we, and if we don't see, you know, Mourinho backed in the transfer market and things, it's a very, very bold move from Daniel Levy because because Mourinho will call him out. You know, in the same way that that Mourinho called out Ed Woodward for not for not backing him at United when he you know when he did give him you know a very very decent transfer budget, um, he will get he'll, you know he'll come out and he'll publicly slate Levy if 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 he is if he, if it's the same as Pochettino he doesn't get the doesn't get the backing that he wants but. You know, it, it could be, it could be B, it could be the second one, it could be that, you know, we, we're just trying to grow the brand and, and get in one of the biggest names in world football, especially, you know, one of the biggest personalities in world football uh, into the club is, is all just a ploy to, 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 to grow the brand, to grow the, to grow the Tottenham Hotspur name. Um, but, you know, you, you must, you must think that there's, there's been enough chat behind the scenes that, both Mourinho and Levy and and the whole club know what's going on. They know what the long term plan is. They know he knows. Especially, it would have been one of his first questions in in the you know in the negotiations is, am I going to get money in January? Am I going to get a, a a substantial amount of money in the summer to to rebuild this side? And uh, and if the answer was going to be no, then I highly doubt Mourinho would have taken the job. Um, that said, what, why, why wasn't Pochettino given that same money? But you know that, that's that's in the past. Let's 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 leave that one lie. Um, but for me, I, let, let's hope that it's it's a it's a change in policy, and and we're going to see that the the new man at the helm back to the rafters. I mean, yes, I think you're right in the sense that you'd like to think it's A, and I think it's far too early to be that cynical that it's B. You know, that'd be an incredibly clever ploy. And I know Liffey is what unscrupulous at times, but I think even that would be a little bit of a stretch too far. But Sava. At 23, Nate asks, simply, why did Levy wait? You know, we had the international break. We're sort of at the, the end of it now. So why was the trigger not pulled at the start of it? Quite simple for me. This is Daniel Levy negotiations, isn't it? This is this is how he negotiates everything. I can imagine that when he buys a new TV, he's probably scouring the, every shop in the country for a week. Um, he, look... It's been reported today that the conversations have been going on with Mourinho loosely for three weeks now since the Watford game or three or four weeks ago, whenever that was. Um, and I, I think, you know, as much as look, I hate I hate the way Levy's managed the club up until now, I hate the way he does his business. But, you know, if he's going to pay £15 million, if he's going to bring in someone like Mourinho... He needs to make sure that it's all correct and all in place. Now, had he have pulled the trigger before that was all in place, then we would have all been sitting here. And can you imagine how toxic it would have been for for a week to two weeks with no manager, the rumours, the 
the rows, the, the you know, what does that do to the players not knowing what's going on? So I, I think he's actually played that one right, if I'm honest. Yeah, I'd have to agree, to be honest with you, Sava, there. So, Cole, on to the next question. At Palios Surge, he asks, this is Levy-based, are we damned as a club as long as Levy is our chairman? Well, this this isn't the next challenge now, isn't it? You know, we I, I believe every probably every one of us here and most Spurs supporters probably feel that you know one of the things that has been holding us back over the years is the way that the board run the club in terms of transfers um, and and what they do on the pitch. You know, it's as I said as I said earlier, it's very much Levy wants to try and get champagne football on the cheap. And in, and in football, you can't do that. You've got to spend money if you want to be the best. You know, Chelsea had to do it. City have had to do it. You know, all the teams that have won the title have had to go and spend a lot of money to do it. Um, we were, we're about to find out if Levy's going to change his policy and the way he works. Um, because as James said earlier, the one good thing we've got now is we've got a man in charge who, if that's not going to happen, he won't in press conferences say he's happy when he's not happy. You know, he will call it as he sees it. He won't be afraid to throw Levy under the bus if he feels Levy's not backing him. Um, but yes, that is the, that is the, still the real worry I think most of us has is will Levy change, you know, change the way he's done business? Will he back him properly? Will he do things early rather than waiting until an hour before the transfer window shuts to try and get a signature over the line? Um, but on that one, only time will tell, won't it? You know, January will be a big sign of what's going to happen. Um, you know, if, if this, you know, if we don't bring in a few players in January and we seem to just shuffle along as we have in the past, then you'd start to think, well, maybe Levy hasn't changed and it's going to be the same old, same old. Um, but, you know, that, that's wait and see. As James said, you'd like to think that part of the negotiations from Jose would be finding out what the future entails in terms of transfer budgets and what the aim for the club is. And you'd like to think if he's accepted the job, then he must be happy with what he's been told um, is coming. So we wait and see, I'm afraid. But that one, too early to tell. James at THFC Tushar asks, why wasn't Poch backed by the owners, despite doing such an amazing job for the club? Well, I think we're all, we're all asking that question, and, and I'm sure Pochettino will be asking that question too now. And and that that question will certainly come up a lot more if it, if Mourinho does get a 200 million pound war chest in you know, in the summer. It, the question will be, why wasn't Pochettino? Given that chance to, to to trim the squad how how he wanted it, you know, to get rid of this deadwood that, it, you know, it wasn't quite deadwood this summer. You know, they, these were players that had just got us to the Champions League final, so you know, you you could say that they were still they were still quite handy, and that's why Poch kept hold of them. Um, but you know, after this season, you know, those players, those Ericsons, you you probably your Vertonghens, your Rose, uh, are they? You know, why wasn't Pochettino given that the chance to to get rid of them and then given a, a, a big lump of money that that. Mourinho is supposedly going to get now. Um, it, it, I think the anyone's going to know the answer to that question. But you know, now that it's happened, uh, now the dust has settled. You know, I, I say my, my initial reaction to the second in general was I was devastated. But now that the dust has settled, um, you know, it, it's it's back to reality time, right? That Mourinho is our manager, and I really hope he gets backed. Uh, and I'm actually really excited to see what happens from now on. In as, as devastated I am that Poch is gone, it's it's onwards and upwards. And Sava talking about backing at MK Kid asks, will we sign Gareth Bale on loan in January? Oh, <laughs> um, I, I'd like to see Gareth Bale back on loan. I, I think it's if if you look at it from all three fronts, it makes sense. You've got a player who's not getting a game for Real Madrid. Especially after his antics last night, he's not going to get any more game time. Um, you've got a manager that can attract a player of that ilk. You've got a club that are in desperate need of, a, of, of an injection of, of star quality. So for me, it makes sense. I suppose it comes down to, does Jose want a Gareth Bale? I mean, you know, does he fit into the formation? Does he fit into the, his plans? But for... For my, for my side, I can't see any reason why we wouldn't. Um, just, just quickly on the back of backing, uh, just chucking in my two pence, I, I simple, simply think that 
Potter wasn't backed as much as as he wanted or, or as fans wanted because I don't know whether or not Levy trusted someone without the experience to spend huge transfer fees, but that's just me. Cole, I've got another one here. Mark C. God one asks, what do you make of the rumours that Lewis Campos will be installed as director of football? Does this kind of tie into Mourinho being appointed as head coach and not manager? Yeah, well, the head coach one is interesting, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, when Potts was first appointed, he was appointed as head coach. But then that was soon changed to manager, wasn't it? Um, and now, obviously, Jose has gone back to being head coach. Um, I think it will all depend, you know... It, this guy looks like he's got some good pedigree behind him. Um, my main thing is, as long as they, that's what, you know, Jose is happy with, um, because I don't want to see someone brought in, you know, like the Santini and Arneson era where, you know, you've got people working against one another within the club, you know, because that was just a complete utter farce of a time, wasn't it, for us? So if, if you know, if this is what's going to happen and this guy is going to be brought in and Jose is happy with it and on board and they can work together and it brings us some good results, then brilliant. I'm, I'm all for it. You know, like I say, that, that's try something new. And if it works and this guy's got good pedigree, then why not? Um, but for me, as long as, you know, we need to give Jose what he wants to run the club because that's the main man who I'm worried about. Um, it looks like he's brought some good backroom staff with him who, again, have got some good pedigree um, in bringing decent players through and working with decent sides. So, you know, we've just got to hope all this gels together now and works. James, we've got a question from a lad called Philip, and he asks, which players can we flog in January? Because obviously there's players who don't want to be at the club, but those players aren't really wanting to move either. So can you see an exodus at all? Or on the flip side, will there be an influx of all this backing that may or may not have been promised? I don't think January is going to be the transfer window for for big changes. Um, I, I, I don't think, you know, we've always said that um, it's, it's difficult to sign players in January especially big players from from smaller clubs, you know, good players from smaller clubs, because getting rid of them is going to leave them in a lot of trouble for the for the remainder of the season. Um, in the same way, if we can't get those players in, I, don't, I can't see uh, Mourinho trimming the squad too much because we need that squad depth. You know, for instance, uh, if we got rid of Danny Rose in January, we'd be left with only Ben Davies really as our uh, as an experienced left-back. And, you know, on Obviously, Ryan Sessegnon is, is nearly there, but I, I don't think he'd, he'd leave the squad that thin. Um, so it depends on whether he gets any players in, which, which is obviously a very difficult thing to do. Um, but I don't think he'll be he'll be flogging players uh, for the sake of it, uh, just just because I, I don't think he's um, he's naive enough to, to to thin the squad before he bulks it out. Okay, that's the end of the listeners' questions. Also, thanks to It Spurs Logic. I didn't read your one out because it sort of got referenced before earlier in the show. So, thanks for everyone who sent theirs in this evening. Very much appreciated. Keep them coming during all the weeks. But I've got another sort of question of my own. It's to Sava. I think it's something you picked up on, on Twitter out of your many tweets that have happened over the past 24 hours. But a lot of people have said that this is the end of supporting Spurs, you know, or at least in the, the tenure of Mourinho. How much credence do you actually give to that? Is this a case of them simply throwing out the baby with the bathwater? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is. It's, it's throwing the baby. Um, look, it, it goes back to what I said earlier. It, it's all heart and no head at the moment. Everyone, I, I, I mean, yeah, I've sent a few tweets in the last 24 hours as you picked up on, Dan, but I've seen so many fans saying things like, you know, oh, you know, Potch has gone. All of the all of the Potch out gangs should go as well. They're not real fans. Um, you know, this is the best manager of my lifetime, which can only lead me to believe that we've got a bunch of 15-year-old support in the club. Um, you, you know, the, look, Potch was a good guy. He was a nice man. He was always very respectful in press conferences. He never called anyone out. He protected his players. But unfortunately, this is a football club. This is, you know, we're the 10th richest football club in the world with the best stadium in the world with so-called best training facilities in the world the best striker in world football um with a manager that was being paid 8.5 million a year you know he unfortunately it didn't work out it, it just didn't work out and those fans have got to ask themselves the question we have now got jose Mourinho. we should be lucky we've got jose Mourinho because i'll throw this back to you dan and, and also 
know, to to, to James, and, and, you know, and Carl. Can you name a club that has not won anything, that has ever acquired a manager of this kind of ilk? I, I, I can't think off the top of my head. No. I, I don't know if one has. So we should be really, really grateful that a man of this ilk, forget what he's being paid, is coming to us with all of that experience. And I, I'm hoping the players will go out there and, and do what they've not done for Potts for a long time and actually put in a decent, decent shift. And what better way to start than to get a three points away at West Ham? Yes, we'll come on to the West Ham predictions in a minute. But, Carl, with a new man at the helm, how does that person make sure that the likes of Harry Kane, Deli Ali, Min Song, how do they make sure that they buy into the appointment also? You know, we talk about the one to ways and trying to sort of bring them back into the fold, but you may have to just leave them, you know, focus on actually the people who want to stay at the club or supposedly want to stay at the club. How do they buy into the project? How does Reno say, look, are you on board with me? Well, I think the one good thing you've got when you bring a manager like Mourinho with his track record in is that players will now sit there and say, the club have appointed a man who knows how to win things and not small things. We're talking, this man is someone who knows what it takes to win the biggest things in world football. Um, so, you know, if you brought an Eddie Howe in, say, I would imagine that, if, you, know, if, you know, me personally, if I was someone like Harry Kane, I would sit there and think, where is this club going? Because, you know, we've, we've had a manager here who hasn't been able to get us over the line. And we've now just brought in another guy who, to me, seems like he's going to probably just be another yes man. Hasn't got any track record of doing anything in world football that's that big. Um, he's done all right at Bournemouth. Um, so where's the ambition? I think players will see that bringing someone like Mourinho is an ambition and a statement of this guy's a winner and we want him to win us the things that he's won in the past. Um, and, and this is where the club is going and what we aim to try and achieve. So I think by bringing Mourinho in, you're showing those players, listen, we mean business. We've brought the, one of the best in. Um, so, you know, if he can do what he does elsewhere, you will now see this side start winning things. And let's face it, that's what players want to do. So I think those players who do want to be around like Harry Kane and that, I think they'll get a big boost by this and they'll be excited about the prospects of working with such a great manager like Mourinho and, you know, hoping that he can win them the sort of things he's won with previous clubs. James, one of the players who wants away is Danny Rose. And had we recorded this episode on Monday when scheduled, a lot of the focus was going to be regarding his comments on that I'm not leaving. That's been pushed down the running order somewhat, understandably. So the fact he's gone on record and said what he said, did that almost sort of sum up that the, the malaise the club had found himself a week or so ago? Yeah, you've got you've got players who you know who who don't necessarily want to leave the club. They're they're happy just to, to run their contracts down and you know now with Mourinho coming in uh, you'd like to think that a big personality like Mourinho uh, a no-nonsense manager like Mourinho is is going to do something about those players either either Danny Rose is going to turn around and and start playing for for Mourinho now because because he's you know the way he's going to handle the situation or either if he doesn't then Mourinho will, will will you know exile the guy or play in the reserves for the rest of the for the for the year so it's one again. It's it's a fork in the road for like just like Ericsson. It's the same for Rose. You know, it's either you start playing for this new manager, or uh, or Mourinho. We've seen it, it. His track record at Chelsea and his track record at Man United. He's he's going to freeze you out, and and you're going to have an awful eighteen. You know, eighteen months left on his contract. He's going to have uh, an awful awful time at Tottenham if he if he doesn't pull his finger out or. Mourinho will just get rid of him because he, he won't want him in the round the changing room. Well, Sava, the appointment by Levy to get Mourinho in, was there a small hint of we've got to get him before Arsenal do? Because obviously things down the road aren't great either. You wouldn't want to sort of miss the boat and think, oh, bollocks, you know, we missed out on the opportunity to name a good manager. Yes, you could have given Potts time and all that, but was the pressure at Arsenal then sort of a factor in our decision? Um, I don't believe so, to be honest, Dan. I, I think it really was down to the fact that Poch wasn't performing. Um, I, I don't think it's anything on Mourinho. Um, Poch wasn't performing. He'd had 10 months. He wasn't able to turn it round. Fans called for him every week. It was, he'll turn it round, he'll turn it round. He changed the team. It didn't work. He changed it again. It didn't work. And I think, look, Daniel Levy, I think we alluded to it last time on the show, and I know Carl definitely did, that... If 
if Daniel Levy sees that that points gap from wherever we are in the table to the top four gets to the stage where you need other teams to lose five or six games, Levy will pull that trigger because the amount of money we will lose from not being in the Champions League will be huge. I'm not saying we won't still make money, but it will be huge. So I, I, I don't really think it had a bearing, Dan. I, I think the way Mourinho has been talking about us um, on uh, on his many Sky Sports visits, I think he's been focusing on us just a bit too much for it to be a coincidence. Um, I'm not sure if you saw down Sky Sports. They put down a three and a half minute clip of him talking about us uh, three weeks ago, talking about the players and what he believes is going on. Um, and if I was the players today, I'd be looking at that very, very scared because what, one of the key things we've had for the last four or five years, and this is one of my biggest criticisms of Poch, is players like Ali or Ericsson or, or whoever could go five, 10, 15 games without doing anything. They're in the 11 the next week. Mourinho will not let that happen. And, you, and we all know that. So, long-winded way of saying, no, I don't believe Arsenal were a factor, uh, but I am glad we did get him before then. Excellent. Right, so that brings us to the prediction game. So, obviously, we've got West Ham on Saturday. Jose is reported to be on the touchline. What does that mean for your score picks? I'll run down the table first. Now, Sava was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he, like everyone else, got the score wrong against Sheffield United. It's three points for getting it exactly right. It's one point for the correct outcome. So Carl's on three points. The guests collectively are on one. James and I are on zero. So Carl, what have you got for me this week? Uh, well, I'm going to go, I don't, you know, I uh, still think, you know, it'll take a little while for Jose to get in and put his message across. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw this weekend then. Oh, so not the perfect start then. So ja- Not the perfect not start. Not the perfect start. James, anything different, mate? Well, we're a Jose Mourinho team, aren't we? So it's got to be 1-0 Tottenham. I think you're absolutely right on that sense. So I'm going to copy you, which is no harm in that. So we're both going to go for 1-0. Sava, anything different? Uh, I think we'll win 3-1. Wow, it's gone big. I think we're going to see... Yeah, I, I know this optimism is scaring me. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it's a new man. It's, it's I, a new man. <laughs> I know. I, know. It's just, I, I personally feel like a massive weight off my shoulders. Um, I, I, I genuinely believe that we'll come out of the blocks. I think I think it's a great time to play West Ham. I don't think it was when we were under Poch because we weren't playing well. But I think we'll generally get that spike. And um, I think this could be one of those games where we go two or three up quite early. Um I said 3-1 because we will let in a goal. This is Spurs, so um, 3-1, yeah. I'll take that all day long. I mean, yeah, asking for a clean sheet is probably too much of a uh, stretch at this point of view, but, you know, a win is a win if we get it. So that's it for this show. Before we set off, I need to do some admin. And first up, I need to thank my guests. So, Sava, um, obviously you said last time, come on when the manager's been sacked. So hopefully it's not like another two, three weeks. But even if we don't sack a manager, would you like to join us sometime in the new year? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I like I told you so. So, yeah, why not? Thanks very much. Yes, we'll definitely um, get you back on the show at some point. Carl, we'll be back next week to do it all over again. Brilliant. Cheers, Dan. Really enjoyed this one. Yes, likewise. Cheers, buddy. And James, also, same to you, mate. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Let's have uh, fingers crossed for the weekend. Yes, fingers crossed indeed. So, if you've got any questions or comments for next week, send them either to me at DanTracy1983 or COS underscore COM. Engagement is what we want, as you can discuss the points that you want to hear. Also, if you want to be on the show, then get in touch with me on my personal Twitter account. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy, and as always, come on you Spurs! For Spurs fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Tottenham videos and podcasts. Download the free Coys app now from the App Store and Google Play.